Shawty, what's all with y'all? Oh, hi. Coming to say you're lucky, fine. We got to cutting it off. It she know about the kid and fuck on my line. I'ma keep it up all with y'all. But Shawty, I'm trying to make you mine. Don't make it too easy, I wanna try. She looking too good, can't let it go by. Oh, yeah. Think I won the lotto. This slow mulatto. She could be a model. She wanna show me some. Think I won the lotto. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Lovecast. This is a bonus episode because, you know, it's the start of the NBA season and we're excited. We want to talk basketball. And who better to talk basketball with than my two best buds, Butsy and Jordan? Aww. I know, I'm adorable. Um, So, first off, how, how are you fellas doing? Jordan, you answer first, then Butsy, so we don't talk over each other. First of all, I consider us strictly work colleagues. Um, but I... <laughs> This is strictly business. <laughs> I am doing well, thank you. Let's uh, see. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, like you know, I agree with Jordan. We're strictly work colleagues. We don't, you know, go out for drinks after these episodes or anything like that. We live in um, very cities. limited communication between the two of or the three of us. But uh, <laughs> no, feeling good. Uh, excited to watch some NBA basketball tonight. Last night was a great start to the season. Uh, for the Celtics, honestly, and you know, great to see us clicking on all cylinders. So excited for that. Yeah. Um. I think going into this season, I was a little worried, but. The Celtics made a lot of changes that we saw in this game, and I'm actually really excited for us. Um, I think it's a little too late for me to take out a, a Celtics going to the finals ticket, but fuck it. I might do it anyways. Um, yeah, so let's let's get into these changes. What did you guys see? Because the first thing that stuck out to me and the biggest thing was pace. The Celtics played with immaculate pace. They were running up and down the floor. Um, the ball was moving. There was no stagnant offensive periods like we saw in the finals which was just i remember us going on the pod and just being so frustrated about this just ball stopping style of play that the celtics were stuck in um a lot of that is uh, malcolm brogdon but a lot of it uh, like a lot of this fix is from malcolm malcolm brogdon but also missoula has been very vocal about he just wants this team to play with pace and to run and we're extremely athletic and we definitely did that last night so my question is, Jordan, did you notice that pacing? And like, what do you think was the biggest? Who is who is the biggest contributor to that pace? I think I I first of all I absolutely noticed it, and like you said, as Celtics fans, we all notice when our pace is bad. And oh yeah, it's been you know since I've been watching the Celtics, that's been our biggest problem. Has always been getting stagnant on offense, and I think it starts with Tatum. Um, everyone kind of looks to Tatum when things go bad. And sometimes if he's having a bad game, then the ball's not moving around. Um, you know, the, the offense just looks bad. Last night, we saw Tatum super aggressive, super quick decisions. That's what I think Tatum, yeah. that's like his next thing that he has to work on, um, is when he catches it, knowing exactly what he's doing. Is he shooting? Is he passing? Is he driving? Uh, and last night, there was no, like, you know, Tatum just standing at the top of the key, dribbling, trying to take someone one-on-one. It was all, you know, mid-post, um, catch and shoots, a couple dribbles, you know, one move and go, all that type of stuff. I think it starts with Tatum. Everyone feeds off of that. And, yeah, I thought uh, our pace was perfect last night. Yeah, talking about the pace a little more, I honestly think it started on defense last night. Uh, I love the game plan by Missoula to throw double teams from everywhere, uh, both at Harden but mainly at Embiid. We, we turned Embiid over, I believe, six times last night. Um, which led to a fuck ton of transition points. We had a lot of transition points uh, overall last night. But, you know, I really think our defense speeding up the Sixers, uh, they're not a very fast team. So if we can get them out of a half-court set uh, by setting double teams and speeding this team up, 
And then, like Jordan said, Tatum in transition was unbelievable last night. Mm -hmm. He was getting that ball in transition. He was going. He wasn't lagging behind plays. Uh, There's some assertiveness with this guy this year that I don't think we've ever seen. Um, Definitely was lacking in the finals last year, but he was very, very assertive last night. Um, And, you know, I think Jordan really put it perfectly when when you talk about his half court offense. He was really direct. There was no indecisiveness. Um, he knew what he wanted to do and where he wanted to do it. He was just getting to his spots and making plays. And and honestly, um, it, it was really fun to watch. But the pace was something that obviously was a key factor in the game, something that we're not really used to seeing out of the Celtics. But I, I just think it starts on defense. If we can keep turning teams over like that, like we did with the Sixers. I mean, the Sixers had uh, 14 turnovers, which isn't a ton, but still a good amount. Um, we But the thing is, we were able to capitalize on those turnovers, too. Uh, turning him into easy points on the other end. Yeah. Um. One thing you talked about was that you just mentioned like the assertiveness of Tatum. I think a play that just shows like the Celtics growing some balls, for lack of a better term, from last season is because like we were extremely soft. Ime was like honestly the the ballsiest person on our team. He was the only one that really showed any fight. Him and Marcus Smart, but that Embiid play where he um tried to break Smart's arm. And then my favorite thing that I saw was Jalen Brown came running over and got in his face and was pointing at pointing at him and called him out. And then after the game, uh, Brown said something that really stuck out to me. And like, I think we could see it on the floor this year. Um, so he started off by saying, I've seen that the play and I thought that the duration of the game and bead was getting away with a lot of unnecessary pushing and shoving, just being a big guy. That's what he does. But he was throwing his weight around a little bit. I, I had said something before that moment, but they kind of let it go, brushed it off. In that play, it seemed like he was trying to hurt Smart in a sense. Instincts just came right over. We've got each other's backs out there. We're not taking no mess this year. I love this attitude from the Celtics, and you can see it on the floor. It's almost like they're like, you know what? Everyone's calling us fucking pussies. Everyone's saying that we're, you know, soft. Everyone's saying that um, because Ime's gone, Ime was the whole reason that we even went to the finals and that because we have a new coach in this Ime situation, we're not going anywhere. Everyone's questioning whether... Um, Tatum's an elite player or not an elite player, but like a, you know, one of the top tier players in the NBA, everyone's questioning if Brown and Tatum can get along. Um, they, it's almost like they have a fucking attitude and they're just like, you know what? Everyone's going to fucking doubt us. Let's go out there and punch him in the mouth. And you could see that. And that is a stark contrast to how we were last year. We were very soft. And I think like a situation like that would have happened last year and it would have just been Marcus Smart and Embiid getting into it. No one would have come over and run over. And I love to see that they have each other's backs like that. I think there's a sense of unity in this team this year uh, that has lacked in years past, whether it's from the media or just internally. Um, These guys are not best friends off the court. And I know we've talked about it before on the show and and that's okay. But, But this year, I feel like, they are going to become really, really good friends off the court as well, which is going to translate to on the court. Like if you guys, if they all buy into a specific mission of winning a title and all can understand what they have to do to get there, um, they'll do it. You know, like you look at the Warriors, a lot of these guys are good friends. Uh, Steph and Clay obviously hang out off the court. Um, we kind of not lack that, but it's just kind of missing. Like that, they just play so much more fluidly because they know each other like the back of their hands. I think if we kind of establish a team unity um, and, and these guys become really, really close, you know, friends, but, you know, just I think it'll translate to how we act as a team on the floor. Yeah, I completely agree. I think Blake is a big um, like just 
helper in that sense. Father, he, father figure, quite literally. Literally, because he's like 95 years old. And also, um, he has a kid. That, that he has was, a kid. That, that was the other one. Because yeah, um, of that. You love bringing up that kid. Um, <laughs> but no, Blake, like all the videos that the Celtics have posted, like, granted, they're not going to post like Blake punching someone in the face, like, you know, a warrior situation. But, um, like, they're not going to post any bad videos of Blake. But the, all the videos that the Celtics post and that the media get, has their hands on of, um, Blake and this team, everyone's smiling, like laughing. You see him on the bench. He's talking to guys. They're they're goofing around. Like that's what you like to see um, at those like Celtics dinners before the season where they hang out with all the rich people. Um, like Blake was there. He seemed to be having a good time with everybody. He really seems to be that like missing connector piece that we really need. Um, I want to I want to talk about Joe Missoula right now. Um, is it possible that? this transition from Missoula to Ime is just seamless because what he did last night in attacking Embiid with those doubles, I don't know if you guys noticed, but basically they had, they saw that Vonley was getting eaten up. And then you saw that they saw that they were using um, Embiid on a pick with Harden to get a switch to a smaller guy on Embiid and then Embiid would just eat. So what they did was they flipped and they had the smaller guy guarding Embiid to start. And then when they went, when he went to go set a pick on Harden, the big guy would switch over back on the Embiid and shut off what they were doing. And then also they would have someone like Tatum double and pick Embiid's pocket and Embiid had six turnovers. Um, so yeah, is it possible that Joe Missoula is, you know, dare I say just as good as he may? I, I think it's definitely too soon to go that far. Yeah. Um, I, I do think he coached a great game. It was interesting. Tatum said after the game, someone asked him about Missoula and he was like, you know, Joe admits that he doesn't know everything and, you know, we try to help him out. He helps us out like we're all in this together, um, kind of like that. So I don't think he's, you know, quite ready to be yeah. a head coach, but we have such a good culture and like so, such low ego guys on our team that it like we're not going to notice it in the regular season. Uh, I think when it comes to playoff time, that's maybe when we're going to start noticing it. But I do think Missoula does, uh, did a really great job last night. Um the one thing I will say is his energy kind of reminded me a lot of Brad Stevens, which, yeah. you know, it's not a good or bad thing. It just reminded me of him, just how, how calm he was, how emotionless um, he was, you know, good or bad, very, you know, Belichickian. Um, so, I mean, one of my favorite things about Ime was his fire and, you know, how he, how he motivated guys. But I do think Missoula is going to do a great job. We're going to have a great season. Um, but I'm interested to see how Missoula does, you know, in big games under pressure, game planning, um, when it comes to playoff time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there any other, is there any meat left on this Celtics game bone? Because like, I feel like we've gone through it pretty extensively. Do you guys have we've any kinda, other thoughts? We've kind of picked it dry. I just think we have to talk about, you know, our offensive excellence last night. I mean, yeah. if we're going to shoot like that, like Jordan said multiple times last night on the couch, which by the way, new episode, go listen to it. Uh, mm -hmm. we're going to be really fucking hard to beat. Uh, this team is really good. Um, especially when we're hitting our shots, you know, we're really good defensively. I know we didn't have a great defensive game last night. Harding kind of did his thing, which, you know, if he's going to do his thing, then not a lot of people can stop him. Mm -hmm. But if we can shoot the ball like that and score the ball like that consistently, I mean, we're not going to have, what do we have? 126 last night. Like that's not going to happen every night, but if we can continue to score the ball proficiently, there's, you know, no doubt that I, I think we can make another finals run. But that was the thing coming into the season. Like, when I was thinking about the East, I immediately thought about the Bucs, and I was like, okay, well, you know, if we're going off strictly last year, the Celtics are definitely a step below the Bucs. That game last night made me a lot more confident. I know we haven't seen the Bucs play yet, but that game last night made me a lot more confident that we can actually do something this year. 
I was like, okay, it's it's the Bucks, you know, Bucks year, Bucks conference. But man, I mean, it, it was promising. I, I'm very excited now. Yeah, me too. Oh, I found one thing I just want to talk about real quick. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, we Jordan, we mentioned him in passing. Jordan mentioned on the couch that he seems to be that missing piece. Um, I'd mentioned from watching preseason the same exact thing, and I think we all agree he seems to be that missing piece. Um, my question for you, Butsy, why do you think that's that Brogdon's the missing piece to the Celtics team? Uh, I think he brings a sense of leadership on the court uh, when he's handling the basketball, setting up an offense, but with that, he looks a score too. Yeah. Marcus Smart tries, you know, you can notice in the playoffs that he would, you know, be getting these picks or getting these one on one situations and try and score, but he just didn't have the bag for it, which is okay because he does immense, you know, he does a ton of other things as well. But Brogdon would handle the ball and get to spots where he can score and score. It's not like he's trying to default to Tatum or driving kick to Tatum or Brown every fucking time. Like, that's like he, Brogdon yeah. is just a better scorer than Smart. And that is honestly like such a filler piece. And he was great on defense too. Uh, yeah. He was getting to his spots. He was scoring the ball well. You know, he's not defaulting to kick to Tatum or Brown like Smart did all last year. Really limited us uh, offensively. So for us to have that, you know, almost third solid option when it comes to scoring. Uh, I know we talked about that all summer. We thought it was going to be Gallinari, but if that's going to be Brogdon, I, you know, that's unbelievable. That's why, you know, I really think he just fits seamlessly. Yeah, and to what you're saying about the maturity, like his nickname was the president um, coming out of UVA. And really, the only reason he's dropped, he dropped in that draft was he had like some of the worst medicals um, in the draft history. Um, and he just hasn't well, been healthy. Yeah, we also spaced the floor really well, too. Um, yeah. So he's a, like able to get to the rim and get by yeah. his guy, which he did so many times last night. Uh, he looked unbelievable. He's going to fit yeah, really yeah, well with us all year. Yeah, he's going to fit he, really well with us. He will. Um, I'm just worried about his health, but you know that that is what it is. Like, there's nothing we can control on that end. Um, his jumper is really weird looking. I didn't notice that. I've watched him play. I did. I guess I've never just paid attention to his jumper like that. It's a strange. He, he, he had he had 16. He did not have 27. Oh, did I miss? I must have looked. Oh, he had he played. Oh, he I played 24 at, minutes. And I don't know what 16 F, points. I don't know what F points are, but they said he had 27 F points. Fantasy points, probably Got would it. be my guess. Got it. Got it's a great it. fantasy night. Great fantasy great day. fantasy night. Yeah, if you're in, yeah, we forgot to do our fantasy draft. Damn, we did. Yeah. But honestly, I feel like we're, we'd all give up on it halfway through the season yeah. anyway. So it's like not the not the end of the world. Yeah, yeah, too much fantasy. Um, Jordan, do you have anything else you want to talk about Brogdon wise or Celtics wise? Uh, no, I'm all good on the Celts. Okay. Um, yeah, just just closing it out. Like I think Brogdon is the exact missing piece we need. Um, his passing, he's he's an elite passer. Um, I think in Indiana, he was more of a score first guy, but he still facilitated well. He just didn't have the, as many options as the Celtics do here. He's kind of transformed. He actually didn't even have as many assists. He, the Celtics had like the most assists in preseason. They were the number one passing team by assi the assist metric uh, coming out of the preseason. So by their standards, they didn't have a great passing game um, last night. But like I, the Celtics are extremely deep. And I'm a lot more excited about this season than I thought I would be after that one game. And maybe that's an overreaction, but maybe not. Butsy? I'm going to shit on you about one thing. Uh, uh -oh. and, I, and I said I was going to be nice to Max oh, today. Oh, it's Sam Hauser? Yeah, Sam Hauser it, It's early. It's, it, you know what? I will let you shit on me for that one. Um, But I think it was early. And um, you saw him go out there, and he could not keep up with the 
Philly. No, uh, defensively, no. he could not keep up, but that's not why he's there. It's for offense, but we didn't really need him last night offensively. And I agree. We, I agree. So I think you're I think he's gonna be an impact player when um like stagnantly or well, not stagnantly, when offensively we're just like getting to stagnant periods, they're gonna be like, We need a shooter, we need someone to go in. But you're definitely right. I overvalued that preseason minutes. You guys were definitely right. Jordan, your boy Malik Monk, not to or not Malik Monk, um Miles My, Moody or whatever the fuck his name is. Moody, Moses Moody, oh, Jesus Christ. Wow. Um, that was yeah. hard. That was hard for me. I got it though by my by myself. I got it. Um Moses Moody had five minutes. Just putting that out there. Not that you shit on me either, but both of both of my guys are flopping so far. True. I mean, yeah, the the Warriors are ridiculously deep. I think Moody actually might get traded. Yeah, I, I hope so because he's because he's, he's so good. He's yeah. so good. Yeah. I was watching the uh we we transitioning to Lakers. Yeah, let's go over Warriors that now. Warriors Lakers game. So I was watching it. Uh, well, I didn't really watch most of the game as we were recording the couch. Yeah. Uh, but I caught the you know second half of the fourth quarter with my roommate, and uh, they they they're the Warriors are so fucking good. I mean, yeah. Wiggins hit a between the legs step back three after Steph hit a three, and then Wiggins hit another three, and then Steph comes out and hits a four point play, and after every like play, me and my roommate were just like, they can't keep getting away with this, and just like you know, doing the cringy movie scene quotes, yeah. but it's true. They like, they are fucking still ridiculous. And it's, it's absurd to watch them play. Cause you know, how, how on earth you're able, you are able to defend that. You can't, you yeah. just can't defend it. Um, Just to read off their plus minus, not that that's a great metric by any means, but it's just funny to read this plus minus off for the warriors. Um, They're starting lineup. Draymond plus 12, Andrew Wiggins plus 25, Kevon Looney plus 30, Stephen Curry plus 20, and Clay Thompson plus eleven, um, yeah. I the the Warriors are insane. They also have this like I don't give a fuck attitude, which they've had for a longer, but now it seems really solidified because they just won another championship. And I don't know if this Draymond thing is going to be an issue. It looked okay, but um, that weird. I don't know if you saw that weird like documentary thing he did, um, before like his weird like apology video. Did you guys see that? No, I didn't see his apology video, but I did see he uh started off one of his podcasts with with uh this is episode 18 and that's and he goes, that's the number of uh all-star appearances LeBron James has. And then or something like that. Like he was it was really bad. And then he called over LeBron last night and like said something to him and then he laughed or whatever. But if you watch really closely, if you look at the bench, Iggy is on the bench doing like the little Oh yeah, twist twist thing, <laughs> and so just basically saying fucking uh, Draymond is obsessed with LeBron. I mean, if you're talking about yeah. how many all star all star appearances he has, literally in the on your own show, that's that's really yeah. bad. And then you fucking call him over mid game because you just want to you know suck his dick is 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 something nuts. Yeah, um, I I I didn't know any. I mean, I saw him like talking to LeBron. Mid game, I didn't know about the Iggy or um the podcast thing. That's an interesting fact. Um, but yeah, Draymond had this like weird video come out that he put out himself, um, basically discussing the punch and then sort of doubling down and saying that like, like it, he's mad that it, the video got leaked more than anything. Um, that was a little strange to me. It does seem like, I mean, like they didn't really pool and Draymond didn't really have any interaction. So, and I, I honestly, the Warriors are a strong franchise, but. I think, I don't know, with Poole, we didn't mention it, but Poole got his extension and Wiggins got his extension. It's either time for Clay to take a cut and to stay or Draymond to stay and Clay to go or Draymond to go 
and Clay to stay, or both of them to take a cut. So like either Clay takes a pay cut and stays, and Draymond takes a pay cut and stays, or Clay gets his full contract and Draymond leaves, or Clay just takes a cut and Draymond leaves. Either way, there's too many. Uh, the the money doesn't work out for someone. Someone's going to be the odd man out, and the way this is going, um, I don't know. Like I can see Draymond being gone like i and I, and maybe it doesn't have anything to do with the punch maybe it's just money because to me like on the mismatch uh podcast i was listening to kevin o'connor was saying that like he thinks clay would be willing to take a pay cut and i think so too clay seems like that type of guy but we've already heard from draymond that he's not willing to take a pay cut and yeah it's um it's a really tough predicament um for the warriors but i don't think it's going to affect their play on the court, to be honest. Yeah. With or without Draymond, I think they'll be still the Warriors at the end of the day. Um, But I want to talk about the Lakers. I want to talk about just them as a team. And I got a question for Jordan. Um, You know, I said, you asked me last night, are the Lakers making the playoffs? And I said, yes, pretty confidently. But after last night, they have zero fucking backbone. So now I'm going to ask you the question. Do you think the Lakers can make the playoffs? Yeah, I think there's only one scenario in which the Lakers make the playoffs, and I think that's getting Russell Westbrook off the team. And it's not even like Russ played bad last night, but this team is so poorly constructed. They like they just don't fit together at all. They brought Russ off the bench to try to make it work, um, and it, it kind of did work a little bit. Like Russ at least played pretty well, um, at least according to you know how he played last year, mm-hmm. and then. But, like, you look at this roster, I heard someone say today, the Warriors, if you took all of the Lakers players, the Warriors would use only LeBron and AD in their, (laughs) like, 12-man rotation. Yeah. The Warriors are better, like, everywhere else. The Lakers have two good players, and that's it. I I just think you need to trade Russ, um, get something for him. You can trade him to a team that, you know, wants to get rid of his contract and is trying to take tank for Victor. I think it's possible. Um, and you know, get some shooters, get some, you, that's really what you need. You need shooters and defenders. You have your two stars, LeBron and AD, you pray they stay healthy. Um, but yeah, you need to surround LeBron with shooters. And he talked about it after the game. I think, you know, most of us saw it. He's, he's kind of like, yeah, we didn't shoot well from three, but we don't shoot well from three. Like we don't have any shooters. Um, so yeah, I think you need to get Russ out of there. And if they do that, if they make a good trade for like Buddy Heald or something, I do think they can make the playoffs. Um, as of right now, I'm gonna say no. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree, Jordan. Um, I've heard this question asked on like multiple podcasts I listened to today. Who's the Jordan? I want you to answer first, then Butsy. Who's the Lakers' third best player? Do you think? I think it has to be Russ. It has to be Russ. Really? Yeah. I mean, it technically. Okay. Has so, to be. so let's let's run down your other options. Lonnie Walker. No. No. Patrick Beverly. Maybe. No. It's only it's only Pat Bev or Russ. It could Kendrick be Kendrick Nunn. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Nunn. I have something to say. Do you guys fucking remember that guy Matt Ryan on the Celtics? Yeah, that's that was, he's on the Lakers now. The guy who the guy who didn't touch the court last year. He was just you know he had a cool name and hit a buzzer hey, beater and fucking. No, he was summer a league. summer league god. Yeah, yeah, he had a yeah, 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 yeah. He played eighteen minutes last <laughs> yeah. night for the Lakers. I mean, the GM is fucking up this entire <laughs> franchase. Yeah, he. God damn, I've been saying this for so long. He is the worst GM, and I don't even know why people let him GM. I mean, maybe because he's LeBron, and yeah. that's totally fair. I think, and he's I still think fucking. He... I mean, he's still unbelievable, but at the same time, it's like he goes places, gets a ring, blows it up. 
happens mm. fucking every time. So yeah, I um, I, I I don't like LeBron. Yeah, I don't. Tell. Yeah, I I don't know who the third best player is because like it could be Russ, but honestly, Kendrick Nunn maybe because like he's just a little bit more complete with the defensive side as well. But it's just. It's so sad. I mean, it's awesome to watch from our end because I fucking hate the Lakers. They're my least favorite team in all sports. So much. But this is just really, it's a tough situation. And it's not even like, like, I think trading Russ is going to help Jordan, but like, they're still a bad team. Like, they still have no depth, even if they do trade Russ. And they're in a tough Western conference where like eight teams could be in the play, or they're like, eight teams that I'm like are going to be fighting hard. And then it drops off obviously for the bottom tier, but the Lakers have no incentive to, um, to lose because I don't know if you guys knew this. I just found this out again on shout out the mismatch um, on the ringer, but they were talking about Kevin O'Connor and Chris Vernon were talking about this. The Lakers still owe a pick to the Pelicans and a part of that AD trade. So it's like a top seven protected or something like that. So like they don't have their first round pick this year either. So they have no incentive to be bad. Yeah, no, and when whenever you have LeBron on your team, you're trying to win a championship. So, yeah. like, I, I think trading Russ would make them better. It would have to be, like, you'd have to get... Like, Miles Turner and Buddy like, Heald. Yeah, but they probably wouldn't no get one that. Would, yeah, I was going to say, no one would ever do that. The they Pacers, might, like, the Pacers want to be tank. worse, yeah, to tank. Yeah, and and then you get rid of Russ's contract and you have a ton of cap space, but I don't, I don't think they would do both of those, but it would have to be something like the Lakers would need like at least two guys. They would hope to get like three guys for us. Cause and, they also, just- and also if they do that, they fuck themselves further because the only way that they, that trade gets done, the incentive for the Pacers is not only to get bad, but it's the two first round picks that the Lakers do own in the future. Um, They would be sending those over. And that's the whole reason Russ hasn't been dealt yet is LeBron wants those two first round picks um, possibly to play with his son is one of the things that I've heard because those are like late. Those are like 2027, 2028 picks. But those are like the next picks that the Lakers own as well. First round wise, Lakers don't have any picks. They don't have any future. Um, They're in a really tough situation. Like this is bad. Like it's getting to the point now. Yeah, sorry. It's getting to the point now where like you either. That's why it's hard if you trade Russ, because if you trade Russ, like, what are you doing? Like, you're not going to win the championship no matter who you trade on this team. You're just not going to get, like, an asset big enough because you don't have the supporting cast around to win a championship. And then if you do trade Russ, the only way he's getting uh, traded is if you lose those, if you get rid of those picks. And those picks are your future. Like, it's getting to the point, I know this is, like, a crazy overreaction, but it's getting to the point where, like, you might start shopping AD around just to get some fucking depth on your team in order to start maybe like building something, maybe sign someone bigger and not bigger, but you know, like trade AD, get more depth around LeBron and then look to free agency to add um, another star or something. But it's not like AD looked super good, which is good for them. AD and LeBron both look really good, but those two guys aren't going to drag them to a finals. It's, it's interesting because LeBron has, tried to create some kind of depth with this team and has fucking failed horribly. Yeah. Um, but my big problem is with this whole like trading Westbrook. It's like, all right, what team is going to trade for Westbrook in order to tank and have the assets to make an impact on the Lakers? Like, I don't think that there is a yeah. team that would do that. You know what I'm saying? And if you're a team that isn't looking to tank and you want to trade for Westbrook, like it doesn't matter. You're not getting anybody in return for him. I, it's yeah. just it, you know, it's a really tough spot. They're stuck with this Westbrook guy. Um, they're stuck with his contract. Um, it's 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 unfortunate for the Lakers, but 
you know, I can't say that they didn't bury themselves in this hole. So yeah, fuck and them. it's it's tough. Um, like the two trades I've heard is that Miles Turner and um Buddy Heel trade, and then I've also heard Charlotte if like they start off like shit and realize they're like shit. I think it's like Gordon Hayward and um, I forget who the other guy was. It was Gordon ball. Hayward. And, no, not Lamelo. It was Gordon Hayward and some. I, I won't. I don't know who else it was, but because Gordon Hayward's again, contract matches over. But again, is Gordon Hayward just gonna go no. fucking? No, like, he's is not. he gonna really be that big of an impact guy on the Lakers? And Buddy Heald, he's solid. It's just it to just your point. Like, yeah, it just seems like a lot of these guys just like I don't know. I I, I they're really hard to play with. I think I think LeBron and AD are are honestly pretty tough to play with. Um. Because I always feel like they have to have full command over everything, and they want to have these key pieces do exactly what they want them to do at any given time. And honestly, that's just not how you win games and win championships. Um, look at the Warriors. Look at the Celtics. You look at any of these teams; they're so free flowing. There's they just play basketball. Yeah. Um. And you know they they have fun playing it. Um. But I will say with the Lakers, I think there's a bigger problem here: is they have zero fucking backbone. They have zero kind of fight. Um, I don't know. I was watching it last night and they were down, I believe 10. And I was like, they'll be down 25 in five minutes. And I blinked and they went down 25. Yeah. I mean, granted, granted they fought back, but you know, I blinked. And I don't know. They just have zero fight. They have zero dog. They have zero, um, motive. Like they have no motive to play hard. They just don't give a shit. They're just there because they're fucking happy to be in LA and be on the same floor as LeBron. And yeah. so like, there's just no identity with this team. Um, it's fun to watch cause fuck the Lakers. But if you're a Lakers fan, I mean, you are, you are stressing really yeah. hard. Really yeah, you hard. definitely are. It's just there's there, it's a never ending cycle and there's just no way to get out of it. Um, yeah. Do you guys want to? I know we didn't prep for it, but do you guys want to each pick your favorite game um, of the NBA slate tonight? Tonight? Yes. Uh, we got 12 on, I believe. I don't, I'm not going to be able to watch this game, but the Pelicans and Nets game, I think is going to be really good really pick. Good pick. Uh, Zion is Zion back? Is he back officially? Is he playing? Believe so. Oh my God, Jordan! Jordan literally, Jordan loves Zion so much. Is he playing? Is Zion? Is Zion back? Is Zion back? I will skip every responsibility I have tonight if Zion is on the court. Uh, no, but we we're gonna see Ben Simmons. We I think are gonna get to see Zion again. Um, I think these are two like teams with something to prove. Um, and it's gonna be the injury list. He's not on the injury list. Yeah, I'm not seeing him. Oh boy, <laughs> Jordan! No work for you, buddy. Got a little cough, cough. Can't go in. Got COVID. He's got a little practice tonight that he's definitely gonna skip now that he's gonna just watch Zion. Yeah, that's a good pick. I'm very excited for that one. Um, I think Zion's playing. We couldn't find him on the injury report. Butsy, what's your game? If you take mine, I'm gonna be pissed. Okay, I'm not gonna try to. I'm not gonna try okay. to. Uh, I'm gonna take the. <clears throat> excuse me, Jesus Christ. I'm gonna take the. Trailblazers Kings. Nice, nice, nice. That's going to be my game of the night. Something about these West Coast teams this year, man. They're exciting. They're young. Uh, these rosters are looking pretty, pretty tasty this year. Uh, I don't think they'll be as bad. Uh, and I don't think, like, literally, I don't think the season starts and you write these teams off like you do every other year. You have a fully healthy day and we have a semi-loaded or semi-reloaded uh, Kings team. Uh, Keegan Murray looked great in preseason. He shot the ball really well. De'Aaron Fox, obviously one of my favorite players in the NBA. But um, I think this is gonna be a fun matchup. It's gonna be a late game, uh, rolling out of practice at eleven o'clock tonight, and just gonna just gonna turn that on streamies and and you know just just watch it, just roll, just vibe out. Um, just that's vibe a good, out. That's a great pick. Um, 
we both for our stock game, I think all of us invested in um let me yeah, we all invested in wait no, I didn't so I'm trying to find who invested in Portland. Okay, good. No one invested in Portland. I remember thinking about it. But see, you made a very smart move and invested in invested in the in bus and busted. In bus and busted and busted. Busted. Yeah. Um in the Kings. I I invested in the Kings. I'm just yes. gonna yeah, yeah, just to clean there. that up. You invest in the Kings. That was a great investment. That's definitely going to be a quarter one Thank investment you, to me if they don't fucking get overinflated. But really solid investment on that part. I still like our Pelicans investment, all of you. But um, yeah, that Kings investment was super nice. Um, yeah, that's going to be a great game. I actually think. Um, oh my god, my dog's having a dream in the background right now. Um, but yeah, I. I Sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> he just tweaked out. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear it. Make sure make sure he make sure he's not having a seizure right now. He's growling. Oh. Let me hold on, I'm gonna wake him up real quick just so he doesn't fucking you, freak out. No, I wanna watch this is actually middle entertaining of the shit. <laughs> doesn't wake up. Oh, Oh, and he's dead. <laughs> and he's gone. No, he wagged his tail. He's good. He's awake. Well, he he's, he opened his left eye and side-eyed me and then w- awoke. Um, I'm going to keep that in. That was fun. Um, Good pick, Putsy. <laughs> I think Portland's going to be really bad. Um, I watched – I before Dame came back, I thought, like, oh, having a healthy Dame is going to be really good. But he looked terrible in the preseason. Um. I don't even know if he scored over 20 points, but hopefully he gets quote, it together. Quote, quote Jordan. Jordan, what's your belief about preseason? Doesn't matter. I know. It does matter it when you haven't. Doesn't. It does matter when you haven't played in like a year from like a an injury and like it's your first time watching them play again. Like he looked just bad. Like usually when you look super bad, then that's a bad sign. Let's put it that way. Like if you're looking bad against guys who aren't trying. Oh. And um, Sorry. but anyways, no, you're good. My my game of the night, and I'm glad you didn't pick it, Butsy, is the Cavs and the Raptors. Both of these are super Ooh. young, fun teams. Both of these are teams that I invested in um in the stock game to win and to be good. Um, I think this is going to be such a fun game. Both of these teams are going to be going at each other hard, and I can't wait. I believe Evan Mobley is able to play. Um. Scotty Barnes, again, no value in preseason, so I'm just not even going to say it, but Scotty Barnes is going to be playing in this game, so I'm excited to watch that happen. Um, This is going to be a matchup that's going to be more fun as the years go on, too, as these guys get older. Um, It's just two very fun, constructed teams that are going to go at each other and compete, and I'm really excited about it. And then one more to highlight, the Suns-Mavs game is going to be fun, Mostly because the Mavs, if you guys remember, are the ones that swept the Suns like on their home floor and completely embarrassed them, and is was the cause of like this whole Suns like debacle that were that's going on. So this is a rematch of that, um, and it's going to be a fun game to watch, I think. So yeah, great slate coming up. I'm excited for that one. Butsy. So the reason I said ooh was because I was looking at the matchups for tomorrow, and there's only two games, but it's uh, Lakers Clippers tomorrow. Ooh. And the Lakers, after thank you, after yeah. the way the Lakers looked last night, I think they're going to get fucking railed by the uh, Clippers. Yeah. Railed. Railed. And I feel bad I, for them. I feel bad for them because full Kawhi and PG, uh, they're going to get they're going to get fucked up pretty bad. Yeah, I'm excited to watch that. Um, okay, transitioning here, 
unless anyone has a game they want to talk about? No, I'm good. Jordan. All right. Jordan's good. All right. Jordan hasn't said a word in like five minutes. We got to make sure that he's, good over that he's there, doing sweater. okay. What was that? Yeah, don't clown on a sweater. It's a nice <laughs> like sweater. It's, it's nice a beige. nice sweater. It's nice beige. Shut up, dude. No one likes Tennessee anyway. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's not what you texted me on Saturday. Okay, we're going to transition to a new segment now um, that we made up. Basically, we're just going to give a take or a couple of different takes and um, the other guys are going to react and tell us if that's an overreaction or not an overreaction. So does anyone want to go first? Yeah. Okay. Bussy can go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. My <laughs> overreaction or my hot take. Or not. Hot or not. LeBron is LeBron is still a top three player on the planet. I don't think that's an overreaction. I think LeBron's still filthy. His team is just god awful. Yeah, I think that's not an overreaction. I'm trying to think of the th- two other guys that would be better than him. It's Giannis, and then I don't. That's where I get a little. Embiid, Jokic, not Embiid, KD, not Embiid, um, KD, yes, Luka. Steph, maybe KD. Yeah, these are good names. I just think you know what I'm saying. Like, I just think that it's. But LeBron's still three. Like, I, I can't think of like two other players better than him. You know, I think it's Giannis, Steph, and then you debate KD and Bron and. Yeah. I, I mean, you can make the argument for Braun. I don't think it's an overreaction. At yeah, all. I don't think it's an overreaction either. Okay, well then, fuck me, I guess. <laughs> okay, mine. Uh, I mean, that's cool. <laughs> uh, Jason Tatum is going to win MVP this year. Yeah, it, I think it's an overreaction, but I don't hate it. I just think there's there's too many other guys, like Giannis, Luka, even Steph, Embiid, Jokic. Like, there's too many guys ahead of him, and, and like it's so hard to win MVP. Um, especially because Tatum, he's not he's not going to dominate like in the box score. He's going to average a lot of points, but he's not going to have a ton of rebounds or assists. Yeah, twelve and four. Yeah, like four. yeah, twelve rebounds is great, but four isn't like you know when you're competing against guys like Luca and Jokic who who go like near triple doubles every night. It's it's tough to beat those guys. Yeah, I was just going to say I think those guys are just going to put up better stat lines than than Tatum all season long. Um, nothing against Tatum. I mean, if he averages close to 30, then you obviously have to, you know, take it into account, but I don't think he's going to do that. I think the Celtics are too, uh, too good offensively. And they have a lot, like a lot of talent on offense. Uh, the wealth will be shared, but you know, if you look at Luka Doncic, that guy has no help around him right now. I know we talked about this last night, especially with Brunson gone. Uh, he's going to be carrying a lot of the fucking workload for that team. So expect his name. Uh, he is the favorite right now and I do expect him to win MVP. But uh, definitely not an overreaction, or definitely a slight overreaction from you, Max. Don't hate yeah. it, but definitely a slight overreaction. My one, my one, like closing argument: um, Tatum is a better two-way player than Luca, and if he be, if he just is elite on both sides of the floor, which Tatum has become like an elite defender, I think that sways. And then Jokic is not going to win it through. Well, 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 well. I don't know if I'd call him an elite defender yet. I think I would. After one game. After no, one no, he, game, you know, no, he's been good. He's been really Max, good. He, he was got, insane. Did you watch him off the ball in the finals? Yeah. Did you? He was. Yeah, he was. A he good fucking defender. got worked off ball. No, he was. Dude, a he great was getting defender. backdoor cut literally every time. Well, have you watched Luca? Have didn't you watched? Play hard. He didn't yeah. play hard. I mean, have you watched Luca do any? Yeah, no, but Luca sort sucks. Of defense? But I know, no, no. I'm saying Tatum is a better two way player than Luca, but Tatum is not an elite defender. I don't think you can sit here and tell me Tatum is an elite defender. I disagree with that. I think he is, but like, agree to disagree. I mean, like, there's just, I just let's I let the people is. let's let the people decide. Yeah, we'll let the people Whoa. decide. Perfect. 
Okay. <laughs> why don't Next we let day. Tatum? Why don't we just let Tatum play basketball and we'll find out this year if he's an elite defender or not? Fair Let's point. let the people decide. <laughs> people decide. Um, Jordan, your take. All right, my overreaction: James Harden is completely back. He's fully recovered. He has his first step back, and he is a top ten player in the league. Not an overreaction. Yeah, I I completely agree with this. To be honest, um, you can tell when a guy like Harden has it or he doesn't. He didn't have it last year. This year he does. Uh, you know he didn't have a phenomenal shooting night, but he had. So, like, how many points did he have in the first half? He fucking lit it up. Like, 14 um, or something. No, he had more than that. Yeah, 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 exactly. He fucking destroyed us in the first half. I don't think it's an overreaction to say that he's back. When he looks like that, that's not something that comes in and, and can disappear in, in one game. Uh, I think that's going to be something that he – I think he's going to look like that for the rest of the year. Yeah, not an overreaction by any means. Um, He – He's, you know, he fucking finally worked out, which, you know, he wanted, he wants all this praise for, even though he gets paid millions of dollars to literally do one thing, which is fucking be in shape and be an athlete. He still, you know, wants to get people, he wants people to like praise him for doing that. Um, So yeah, good for him for finally doing his fucking job. Um, But yeah, he's hitting shots that it doesn't matter how you guard him. Um. I liked that the Celtics just stopped like trying to contest because I'd rather him hit a three in our mouth than him hit a three and get fouled. And I know people will disagree with me on that, but like, especially with Horford, like there was a, there was a play later on where Horford just like stopped putting his hand out and guard and like uh, contesting his shots. And a lot of people are going to like, like Stan Van Gundy hopped on that. But to me, that's a smart play because we don't have big depth. So for Horford to get like in foul trouble is kind of like the way to go at the Celtics. So I just like that play and only elite players are like that where you just hit these miracles. He hit that shot that Tatum came out to double off of smart. He just hit it. I don't know. Like he's, he's, he's back and his passing is severely underrated. He is a great passer and he, he showed that um, last night and yeah, there's not an overreaction by any means. I have a, I have another take for you guys, the Lakers, the best thing, I know it's not going to happen. The best thing for the Lakers to do at this moment in time is go full rebuild. I agree. I don't think there's a way out of the mess. That oh, wait, sorry. I, I disagree with this, actually. I don't think there's a way out of the mess that they're in. I don't think they're going to win a title with the current situation they have. I don't think trading Russ is anything, signing new guys. I, I think they're fucked. Um, they're never going to do it because it's impossible to with LeBron on your team. Um, but the best thing for the Lakers organization is to rebuild. You go I, ahead. I don't, I don't agree with that. And it's not because I think they're going to win a title. It's just because I think while you have LeBron on your team, you have to try to win a title. And like, you're always going to have a chance. Like you're there, you're, you have some sort of chance. If you can just find the right trade, the right signing, whatever it is, if you can, you know, if they can give up the picks and Russ and pull off something crazy, like there is still a chance. I don't think it's going to happen, but I don't think it's worth blowing it up while you still have, LeBron, who we just said was debatably top three in the league, and Anthony Davis, who any given night can play like he's top five in the league. So my answer to this is I they don't they can't. They don't have the picks. The reason you rebuild is to get like to have picks like that. And um I think I'll do you one better for a take. The the Lakers should trade Anthony Davis to get more depth and then try and either attempt to sign um, someone in free agency to fill them out along with the death from the Anthony Davis trade or try and get picks and then start their rebuild. 
What do you guys think about that one? That was a lot. That was a lot. Yeah, that was a lot. Can you can you repeat that? (laughs) Like they should the Lakers should trade Anthony Davis and either for an for either a a pick package and then rebuild or for a package of solid uh like players to boost their roster and then look to sign stars in free agency. Yeah, I could see that. I don't know what AD's value is right now because he gets hurt so frequently. But yeah, like I said, if you can pull off something, like they got to try something. They can't. Yeah. They can't cut it with this roster. They're just stuck. They can't rebuild right now because they just don't have picks. So like them being bad isn't doing is not doing anything. Like it's just there's no incentive for them to rebuild in any way. So do you guys? But if they were able to, yeah, then they should rebuild. The, but, okay. So well, Jordan, but you still think that are, they have a problem? Not, Max, are they not able to trade AD? Like and get a bunch of picks and then rebuild. Yeah, but I think like they're like they could that uh, that option's always on the table. But I think like right now you're not uh, teams are holding on to their picks because of this insane draft coming up. So if you do trade them, it would probably be for option B, which was get a bunch of good core players to build around LeBron, and then you look to build through free agency because LA is a free agent like, destination. See, but then but then you go like this is but then you fucking fall right into my argument I made earlier. Who are these core players going to look like? For AD, it's a little be? different. For AD, it's different. Like you could trade them. But to... if you get three, if you get three guys that are Lonnie Walker caliber for AD, no, he's not a core player though. He's that guy was picked up on the. He was a bad signing on the mid level exception. He should be so getting, who's, be getting like, so a who is minimum. so then here, let's 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 talk this thought experiment. Yeah, let's talk here. it out. Who is a like a team I, that could yeah. trade away a couple of pieces for AD? We're talking like. Like solid, like NBA. honestly, yeah. Like honestly, this is silly. It, it's not going to happen. Celtics. No, no, no. Pelicans would be the ideal fit because they have too many guys. Like they have too many good core guys, but they could trade those to get one, like another star back. That's not going to happen, obviously. But like a team okay. like the Pelicans, a team like maybe Memphis, where you have a great, you have that great depth, but not all those guys are going to play. Like the Warriors would be another one, but like those are teams that that's like. Even the not, Celtics too, I think. You yeah, know, Celtics fit the criteria. Could, yeah, Celtics do fit the criteria where you just have a ton of depth. Philly is another one. Like, but then no team, team's going to do that. Well, like if a team, say you're like a team, say you're a team and you're right there, you're like right there, and you need that star to get you over to actually like you you see it and you're like, look, if we just had a another star, we could win the finals, and we have like we have a a one through ten roster that could all play. Yeah, the Heat's another one Jordan just put in the chat. Heat's like perfect example. Like they have, you know, like a like a solid roster, but they think like we're right there. We need someone else to fit. They could package a bunch of players together to get so, AD. Talk to me what that would look like. Because I still don't think that that package. All right, let's just talk a Celtics package through. Hypothetical. Well, honestly, the Pelicans have the best. Let me pull up their roster. Like the Pelicans have like a the best one, even though it's it would never happen. Like AD wouldn't go back to the Pelicans. Um, like they have the one of the like better depth rosters, and it would make sense for them. So I'm thinking like you could throw in like Jonas Valanciunas because he has a huge contract as like the basis, and then maybe like you know like um fucking Herb Jones maybe um. Maybe like Jackson Hayes, uh, Devonte Graham, maybe uh, Alvarado or Dyson Daniels. Um, maybe you put in like um, Larry Nance. Their entire roster. Well, I like not, to see, not but all, but like, those are like, names that could be in it. Oh yeah, and then 
And then um, Jordan said Hero or Duncan. I wouldn't but do that you, package for AD, I think, maybe. Duncan's contract is also fucking absurd, to be honest. I think, I mean, like, he, I think yeah, I would take works. And yeah. Especially because the Lakers do have those 2028 picks, which, yeah. like, they, they're valuable, no matter if you're trying to yeah. win a championship or not. But then so, you also, like, talk – oh, sorry, go ahead. No, that's fine. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Please. I, I cut <laughs> you. I didn't – I thought you were done. You weren't. I apologize. Uh, Yeah, I mean – I, I do think it's possible. Like if they want to rebuild, I think that package exists for AD um, where you can either get picks or you can get players. Uh, if you go the players route and you get like Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, which I think is pretty much best case scenario, then you have to do what Max did. Then you do not have quite enough star power and you have to go out in free agency and sign someone. Yeah, so which is doable. That's why, yeah, I, I that's why I think as long as you have LeBron, I'm not blowing it up. Yeah. But then, like, Duncan Robinson didn't play in the playoffs last year. No, I, I think it's more for Hero. Duncan Robinson is just to match contracts. Yeah, it's just could. a baggage claim fucking. But you could also do. It's absurd. Could be but a he weird four, Did he get four for 90 or five for 90? Yeah, I think four for 90, I think. was. And, oh, my God. I mean, but see, Duncan, though, with LeBron could be. This like, is, like, perfect. You have, you have to play him. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then maybe you. Yeah, there's a lot they could do. Also, one that kind of is like an interesting one. Um, I don't know if it would happen, but Portland is sitting there. They're terrible. Um, Dame for some reason just isn't clicking. He's not. He hasn't come back. It's not making sense. Um, they already did right by him. A Dame, AD swap, and then plus some players coming in on the Portland side too. Um, what's it fucking called to the Lakers. Um, that could be something that happens. I don't know why Portland would do that if they're going to be, because in my mind, if they lose, if they like are shitty, then they're probably going to tank for Victor Wembanyama because uh, Mark Haynes, I think his name is, um, is the one that came out initially and said that Victor Wembanyama was the best prospect he's ever seen in basketball. And he's in the uh, the Blazers front office. So, He's continuously called out about how amazing Victor Wembanyama is, so they clearly are aware of that. Um, so in my mind, if they realize they're bad, they're bad enough that they could just tank it out. So that one, I don't know if that would work, but there are options out there. Honestly, it could be really fucking stupid, something super dumb like a Draymond base sign and trade. I don't think that's gonna happen, but like, like a maybe a Draymond Clay for AD, something just stupid. I don't know, but there are options. What's out weird? There. What's weird is I think the. LeBron might still be confident that he can make this work. Yeah. Which I think he could be a little delusional for. Um, I don't know, dude. I feel like he might just Bill Simmons said it today on his podcast. He's like, I think LeBron might like, just what, be like, then, like go then for the scoring title. Do, like fucking do something. What do you see? Like, I, I don't I don't know how much LeBron wants to win now as much as he wants to just try to get every accolade. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like go for the scoring is title. Is he is he I don't think I would, would never I would never believe that LeBron would be done trying to win games and win rings. But it's like man, like you are not fucking helping yourself. Like you are really really not help, doing yourself any favors. Yeah. I don't think LeBron would ever try to lose, but I think he looks at this roster and he's like you can't win. Yeah. <laughs> and yes. There's no we just talked about it. we don't know who the third best player is. If Duncan and Robinson He built it. If Duncan Robinson was on this team, the guy who didn't play in the playoffs last year, I think he'd be the third or fourth best player, which is yeah. like, it's nuts. So like they need to trade someone. I, I don't think it's going to be AD, 
I think it has to be Russ. And even if it's Russ, then I think that trade gets you to like sneaking into the playoffs and praying LeBron goes back yeah. to 2018, like God mode. That's completely, it. completely agree. And I think just to like close up this AD thing, we never know. The thing about the NBA is we never know what the next unhappy superstar is or who that is. Right. Like we never, maybe that's Bradley Beal after signing that. that. Yeah. yeah. And he Beal. can't be traded till February. It's like a Bradley Beal AD situation. Who knows? We never know who's going to be upset. So it's going to be, it's smarter. Like it, this is what the Warriors are going to do. They're not going to trade Draymond right away. They're going to hold on to him and wait for the best option. And um, it's just going to be interesting to see how they work out. Cause they're in, they're like in this terrible cycle. They have the worst situation in the league, honestly, because everyone else in the league quite literally knows what they're going to do. They're either going to be terrible and try and tank for Victor Wembanyama or that amazing um, draft class coming up this year, or they're going to try and make a run in the playoffs. That's it. But the Lakers just are stuck in no man's land. Um, real quick, we only have a couple minutes left on the Zoom. Let's run through our overreactions real quick, and then we'll tell you if it's not an overreaction or an overreaction. Give a slight explanation. Um, my next one was, um, I think Philly is going to start out slow. I thought they were going to be really good, but I think... Um, they're going to start out slow and Doc's going to get fired, which is necessary, and then they'll be fine. Then they'll be good. I have. I don't think they're going to start out slow. I, I think they're going to be actually really good to start, and for that reason, I think Doc will stay. I think Doc should go. Um, I think after the season, if Philly doesn't make it to the at least the Eastern Conference Finals, even if they lose in the Eastern Conference Finals, honestly, I think Doc is gone. Um, but I, I think they're going to have a really good regular season. They they looked great last night. The Celts were just better. Their defense was bad. I agree. I, yeah. I agree. I think that I basically just agree with everything Jordan just said. Um, I'm not as iffy on Doc. I'm so out on Doc right now. Uh, he's had – I don't know if he's had the teams really, but, I mean, he's kind of had the talent for a while, uh, whether he hasn't really – he has not really been able to piece it together. And you know what? Like that next superstar that could be unhappy is Embiid. Yeah. Uh, might not be this season, but it might be at the end of the season. Yeah, I know we talked about that a little bit before. So, um, and I think it starts with Doc. So I'm not a big Doc Rivers fan, although he, you know, thank you for 2008. Mm. But I, I think your tenure is his 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 time is over. As, yeah, and as a, as like a top tier head coach. Yeah, he just doesn't make adjustments, and I think like that Philly game, um, they didn't adjust to the, what the Celtics are doing defensively, and that's why they lost. And then they also didn't adjust to what the Celtics are doing offensively. They didn't adjust their defense. Like, why is Tybal not playing? Um, okay. Who's next? Jordan, go ahead. I'm good. I don't have one. I don't want to force one. I don't want to force one either. I gave okay. my I gave my spiel. I have one more. Um Tatum and Brown are the best duo in the league. Who else do we have? Um throw, runner throw up could be Steph, like Steph, Steph and Poole. Steph or Draymond, Steph or Poole, Steph or Clay. Okay, definitely AD. not Draymond. Yeah, well, AD I'm just LeBron and AD. LeBron and AD. Um KD and Kyrie. Um, Luca and Christian Wood, maybe. Yeah, um, it, might be, it might be the Jays. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I haven't thought about that. I would, um, oh, Bam and the, Jimmy Butler. Of all the duos we've named, I think I'm taking the Jays. Katie and Kyrie, like Giannis and Chris Middleton. That's close. Yeah, that's, that one's close. I honestly might take Kyrie and Tatum or Kyrie and KD. I would if they actually. I don't. I'll have to see it before I take. They're it. fucking. They're fucking disgusting. Kyrie is a. They fucking are. I'll just have to see wizard. Yeah, I'll have to see him stop practicing wizardry and start playing basketball before I actually take it. Though. Ah, that was good. That was that clean. Was, that was that you. was nice. That was the best I thing like I've ever that. Done. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, he's just crazy. Uh, I I think like if he actually plays, I would take them. But 
KD's a little bit older, a year older. Um, Tatum and Jalen are in their prime, if not about to enter it. I think they're like right on the cusp. Um, we don't know. Like Kyrie also was bad in the playoffs this year. He just was. He was. He wasn't very good. But I mean, there's no denying that he's still. Yeah, he's awesome. They're both awesome. Ridiculous. It's it's a yeah. I I'd say it's like Giannis and I think it's the Jays though. So not an overreaction. I I don't think that's an overreaction. I think there's a very very strong argument for why it's the Jays. Yep, Jordan, shaking your head. <laughs> no no no, I'm all good. Good. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us here at the Lovecast. This was so much fucking fun. I love talking basketball with you guys. Um, Great, great episode. Great episode. We got a crazy night in sports. We got 12 NBA games, four NHL games, um, I believe an MLB game or two. Um, Yeah, the Padres are are down right now. Jordan needs a big, big bottom half of the fifth inning for the Padres. (laughs) We got a college football game tonight. We got a bunch on. Yeah, bro, we have that pick. Um... Um, we're taking, I forget the team name, Georgia State plus nine and a half. Lock it in, Georgia State plus nine and a half. Uh, the line moved to nine. So, oh, I mean, you want to talk about sharp, on what, yeah. you talk about sharp betting over here? I mean, fucking Butsy oh, Sharp over here. That's Jesus insane. Christ, take the points. Come on, come on, come on. Put all your Let's... money on Zion Williamson over whatever his point total is. <laughs> <laughs> over, over, under one broken ankle in this game. <laughs> broken um, foot, dude. Or twisted ankle. All right. Um, yeah, that's going to do it for us here at the Lovecast. Thank you all for listening, and we will be back next week. Deuces. Coming to say you're lucky, fine. We got to cutting it up. Nobody kidding, fuck on my line. I'm going to keep it up with y'all. But shorty, I'm trying to make you mine. Don't make it too easy, I want to try. She looking too good, can't let it go by. Oh, yeah. Think I won the lotto. This slow mulatto. She could be a model. She want to show me some. Think I won the lotto. Yeah, slow mulatto, you yeah. could be a model